Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Our theme for today is September 11th. And... I think the best way to approach this theme is to begin with a quote from Alice Bailey. There is only one way in which focused evil will can be overcome, and that is by the opposition of an equally focused spiritual will displayed by responsive men and women of goodwill who can train themselves to be sensitive to this new incoming energy. Is there a real force of evil working out here? You mean in the events of September 11th? Yes, mm-hmm. I think every intelligent, uh, reasonable person around the world would agree that it was an expression of evil. Someone in the early days uh, of the aftermath said, we have seen the demonstration of evil. Now we must show a demonstration of good. And it's quite clear when we look at this terrible tragedy that uh, there is an alignment of forces that we've seen displayed. The great evil of people whose hatred is so overpowering that they take the lives of thousands, at this point nearly 7,000 innocent people. And then the response evoked is one of great goodwill and unity. And sometimes in the world it seems that the more powerful the expression of evil, the more powerful the response of the spiritual will, as Alice Bailey said, the expression of good through unity and compassion and um, goodwill, uh, comes forth as a kind of a counterpoint. Yes, and this evil is its not a new thing because it's been present in the world for you know, centuries, eons perhaps, but... Uh, this evil that was perpetrated upon us um, just recently on September 11th was really, I think, a carryover of the same evil that we fought against during World War II, mm-hmm. and um, actually even World War One and Two. It was a whole period there which um, <clears throat> we were up against uh, a real evil force, and it's it goes, it's not something that just comes out of human hatred, but it's something much deeper. It's an evil energy that's almost cosmic, some people say, in in origins. And um, the problem is that this is an organized effort to imprison the uh, freedom that is given by the human soul. And uh, But so the impact of this tragedy has, I think, to our benefit, has led to a forceful awakening 
in uh, world consciousness, not just in American consciousness, but in world consciousness, because the expressions of horror uh, really woke up people all over the world. I think, uh, yes, that uh, it, it's as if it let in a great deal of light. Sometimes a great blow, a great grief does that. Things that are less important and significant seem to to pale in comparison, and one starts to see the really important things in life. One sees the real values in a new and illumined mm-hmm. way, and it seems as if evil stands in starker contrast to good, and they're both so visible in the world today, in my opinion. There is the the great evil of the injustice in the world in terms of the distribution of economic resources that um, in no way means that this terrible blow was deserved, but nevertheless we have to face and try to understand if there is some contributing factor in the in the uh, reality that um, what is it the UN the United Nations Depart- uh, developmental program says that 50% of the world's people live on two dollars a day or less, mm-hmm. and one in five of the world's people, which would be about 1.2 billion people, live on one dollar a day or less. They live in abject poverty and misery, many of them. And then the other day I heard that the United States uh, consumes uh, 40% of the world's resources. We cannot look at those facts and then naively wonder why people of greatly differing cultures hate us. Mm -hmm. There is an imbalance in the world, and it's not consciously chosen by the American people. I don't believe that. I believe the American people are people of goodwill and of uh, uh, compassion, but somehow the nature of the world today is that the increasing polarization between the haves and the have-nots, between the conservative forces and the liberal freedom-loving forces, I mean, you could draw parallels on many levels, are becoming more and more polarized. I think that's very true, and um, we, we get so caught up in that um, material expression in this Western civilized world, and uh, we may lose sight of the fact of what's what's really happening, and perhaps we're not so attentive to the to the real need, uh, the crying need in other parts of the world as much as we should be. We're insulated from it. It isn't that we don't care. I think we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And even with all our communications, um, you know, the Internet and the television that goes all over the world, um, we don't always hear really uh, what's happening in the other parts of the parts of the world. Or to, or we're not totally sensitive to um, the uh, injustices that are taking place. That reminds me of a little story that I have to inject during the last presidential election campaign. They, it was uh, There was a survey that found that most of our young people in the 20s and 30s who were going to vote were getting their news about the campaign from the late-night talk shows. Heaven help us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they became so knowledgeable about what was going on. Uh, when, when so many people die, which is what happened, it was so, so tragic, so many people died all at once, uh, what effect does that have on the soul? Well... We can only uh, make conjecture, 
but uh, the soul is light and the soul is love in its expression of energy mm-hmm. and uh, when a human being makes a transition from the physical body to the subjective level of life which is uh, called heaven by Christians nirvana by the Buddhists or whatever I suppose there is um, a release of light when many thousands die that might increase yeah it's interesting I had the thought I don't know a day or so after this tragedy occurred that and it has to do with the tremendous outpouring of love and service and sharing that occurred right after the tragedy. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there, w- there was such an, an outpouring of giving, and I just couldn't help thinking that where did this all come from? And I think that, I don't know, it, it's my own idea on this, that when souls are released from a physical body, and this is, occurs in any death, or a natural death, or whether it's uh, an accidental death, or uh, in this horrible situation where you know thousands of souls were released all at once, simultaneously, mm-hmm. almost within you know a very few minutes of each other, and uh, it's it's like a group exit, and it's a group uh, relationship that they all <clears throat> share now, but. When souls like this are released, there is a tremendous release of love, energy, and light, I think, into the into the um, consciousness. And I suspect that that's what so many people were picking up on themselves, I mean the rescuers. Mm-hmm. And all, all over the world they were responding to this release of love because that's what really conquers evil. And in, uh, in eventually it will conquer evil, and it did in this case. It just wiped out the effects of this evil. And it's interesting, too, um, to follow up on your thought. With the growth of cell phones and so on, so many people were able to make telephone calls from the airplanes that were hijacked yeah. from the staircases of the World Trade Centers. And I don't know of a single story where someone called and said to their loved one, I want you to get those SOBs if it's the last thing you ever do. <laughs> Instead, they called those dearest to them and said, I love you. Yeah. And yeah. this this expression of love is what I think is so phenomenal. It's Not only is it um, heartwarming, it's a powerful energy that was released, just as Dale says. Absolutely, and I think it's it's such a powerful force that it it, it just it totally countered mm-hmm. any of the effects of evil, and it it deflated the uh, the intentions of the terrorists. If they if their intentions were to disrupt our way of life and to uh, cause terror in our hearts, then they succeeded terribly. <laughs> yeah. they, they did not succeed they at all. They did not succeed. No. Yeah, I <clears throat> saw a message on the internet from a, a person who has a real spiritual vision, and he said his thought was that many of those who died in this event did so with thoughts of love and courage, and we can see the importance of this because they've left a powerful gift of energy. And I hope their their loved ones who are left behind can see that sacrifice as a gift to humanity, but I think it's up to us 
mm-hmm. we the living mm-hmm. to to hold on to this unity this international outpouring of compassion and uh, uh, solidarity and maintain it and strengthen it that would be our tribute to those martyred human beings we owe it to them yes certainly and uh, that's that's the great uh, um, memorial that mm-hmm. uh, their lives were not taken in vain mm-hmm. because um, something happened in the consciousness of the human race at that time and I think um, something lasting. it's something lasting mm-hmm. and it's got to be sustained and um, not just remembered you know, year after year but it should move us forward in consciousness and that's the important thing there's an interesting point in the writings of Alice Bailey about goodwill that uh, our listeners might not have thought of. She says that goodwill, as it strengthens, actually reveals cleavages more starkly, more dramatically, wherever those cleavages exist. So we, we are seeing the, revel- uh, the revelation of cleavages between East and West, between the haves and have-nots, between the conservative fundamentalist forces and the freedom-loving libertarian um, uh, people and these are expressions of the contra- the of the power of goodwill to reveal the disparities and to reveal the cleavages that still remain in the world it doesn't mean that um, we are hopelessly uh, destined to um, fight continuous warfare, it may actually be a sign that goodwill is strengthening in the world because it prepares us to see where it does not exist. Mm -hmm. You have to have the opposite to be able to see and recognize the the power of the contrasting force. Yes, and uh, (coughs) Kyle Gibran said that so well, too, in his uh, poetry. He was speaking about how to understand one emotion or one human gift that oftentimes we have to look to the opposite in, in order to really appreciate the higher mm-hmm. value. But for those people who just tuned in, our, our theme today is September 11th, and uh, that's a second day that we'll live in infamy, and we're attempting to find some meaning in it, trying to cope with it, uh, and trying to understand it to some extent. And you're listening to Inner Sight. And Intersight is sponsored by the by Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust is an organization that was uh, be, uh, Alice Bailey is the founder of uh, Lucis Trust, and she's written 24 volumes of literature. And our dialogue is based on those 24 volumes of literature. And if you are interested in uh, in scratching the surface of this topic even further and exploring it in a deeper way, uh, Serving Humanity would be the volume that would probably be most appropriate to read, Serving Humanity, by Alice Bailey. And to order Serving Humanity, well, you can order it uh, from Barnes & Noble, or uh, you can order from Borders or Amazon.com and other bookstores as well. But uh, you can also order it directly from us at the following number, 1-866-695-8247. Once again, it's 1-866-695-8247. 8247. And also, if you'd like to order all 24 volumes, even though you can order them uh, from a variety of bookstores, uh, if you order all 24 volumes directly from us, from Lucis Trust, you'll be able to get a 10% discount when you order the 24 volumes. Uh, Once again, it's 1 866 
695-8247. And you can also uh, call on that number to order our cassette tapes, uh, our previous uh, archived shows, uh, if you'd like to order some of those and take a look at uh, some of the shows that you might have missed uh, when we've done them before. You can certainly uh, order those. Uh, you can also, what a lot of people order is a general package of information. They'd like to find who we, uh, who we are. I guess the best answer to that is that we're a, a philosophy organization. We like to explore life, uh, look into the meaning of life, and you're certainly welcome to join us and do that with us. And if you'd like more information as to how you get involved with Lucis Trust, uh, you can call up and order the general package of information. It's for free. We'll be happy to send it out to you. It thoroughly explains uh, who we are, how you, how you can get involved. And so once again, call us. Well, call us on a, an easy way to remember the number is 1-866-NY-LUCIS, 1-866. Think of New York Lucis. And also, this, this show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners, and we need and we welcome your support. I like the thought that we began with again, and uh, I'd like to repeat it once more. It was, I thought it was quite profound. I always like to think that there's a way of uh, uh, confronting evil and actually coming out on top, uh, but that thought was from the founder of the organization, founder of Lucis Trust, Alice Bailey, and I quote, There is only one way in which focused evil will can be overcome, and that is by the opposition of an equally focused spiritual will displayed by responsive men and women of goodwill who can train themselves to be sensitive to this new incoming energy. How can we possibly sum up and arrive at some understanding of the, of the horrible tragedy on September 11th? Well, it's very difficult because we're still caught up in it, and it is an enormous uh, event, I think, but this thought that you have quoted from the writings of Alice Bailey seems to, to me to point the way for all of us for the future to mobilize public consciousness, public opinion, as we can see it is through the talk shows and the call-ins that I've been listening to, the letters to the editor. You can see that citizens, ordinary people like us, th throughout the world, literally, according to the email that we've been receiving in our office, are trying very hard to think their way through to the spiritual implications of this event. And that, to me, is a sign that the spiritual will is mobilizing. Yes, we have to remember that um, this wasn't a a thing that happened just to Americans uh, because there were some 80 different nations nations mm -hmm. and uh, people from different 80 yeah. different nations were uh, working in that building and those two buildings and uh, 100 Russians uh, yeah, 300 least, uh, Britons two or 300 Britons and yeah. there were people from uh, all over the world uh, South America and um, the Middle East and the Yes, and, and Afghanistan and, and Pakistan and India. And so, I mean, it was, um, the thing is, we, we call it, it's been referred to an attack on America, but really it was an attack on the world, humanity, because it, this was a world center. It was the World Trade Center, it was called. So it was, and that's what I think is important, that, we need to see this as as a 
as a way of learning what we can do next mm -hmm. and where we have to go. I mean, we have in this country and in this world a certain destiny that is ordained for us. And I think it lies along the lines of the soul of each nation. And the soul of the American nation is has to do with love and wisdom. And I think this is the great goal that we should be set for ourselves to uh, bring about. We should, and I think that's what really happened when we went through that forceful awakening and the the soul, love, and light poured forth, and uh, the rescue people uh, came forth in such profusion and <coughs> uh, willingness. The little ego stood aside, and this spontaneous giving and sharing uh, came forth. And that's really the, uh, the message here, and the people shouldn't forget that uh, there is a message of love that comes forth from this uh, tragedy, and um, that that's really the direction that we should be moving, I think. Wisdom can be our, our lasting legacy out of this tragedy. I don't necessarily think it's a quality that our nation is uh, expressing um, spontaneously and consistently. Uh, certainly there is a compassion and a generosity in the American psyche. Wisdom is something perhaps that we are aspiring towards, and I think we will demonstrate whether we have gained a greater wisdom in the response that comes to the um, the people who have perpetrated this evil deed, and that's something that's still working out. That's where, in my mind, public opinion at this time is so important, that people must not leave this just to our government leaders, although it's true that the people in government have the responsibility and they have knowledge about the situation that we don't know. But we citizens can make our voice known for certain um, uh, principles that we think must not be violated. And the writings of Alice Bailey talk about the principle of freedom in a way that to me is very illuminating, and it concerns everybody no matter what side they might stand on. When the, when the human spirit is infringed in any way, it's a great evil. And we think of the people whose minds are imprisoned by constricted, hateful, limited thinking and prejudice and bias, or perhaps at the same time by materialism. That's a great evil. And we must throw off those, uh, those fetters in our thinking so that we can learn to grasp the spiritual ideas that are emerging in human consciousness. If we're imprisoned by materialism or by hatred or prejudice, we can't think our way into a new and better future. No, this is the choice, too. Yeah, I mean, we have, the the, we have this free will, this human free will, which is given to us by God. And so we all have free will to make the choices that we do. And we can choose the path of evil or we can choose the path of good. And um, it's, it's, of course, <laughs> much better if we choose the path of good because that is following in line 
with the greater will of God. I think many people don't know, though, how they how one should define the good. How would you? The good that has to do with uh, the good of the whole. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it is um, described in the in the Bailey books. It is the good of the whole, and um, the whole, the W H O L E. The whole, the whole of the human race. And, you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you're really um, uh, putting down materialism uh, in and of itself. I think uh, what you're saying is that where the human being gets caught up and uh, takes a wrong path is that when he's, as you said, imprisoned by materialism, uh, you're not saying that materialism itself is uh, in and of itself uh, bad, are you? Well, I might be. I'd have oh, to yeah. think... <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think very hard. Now, obviously, Robert, people in the developing world have every right to aspire to a more materialistic mm-hmm. standard of living that would make for greater comfort and uh, uh, an enjoyment of life and health and longevity and so on. That kind of materialism is uh, needed to live on Earth. The devotion to a five-car garage and an ever-bigger house and more and more money that's uh, materialism that doesn't serve any purpose for the soul. Yeah, that's, that's a situation yes. where the person is not uh, <coughs> actualizing his highest potential. He's more or less no. stuck, I guess, is what you're saying. And I yeah. think that we, through this tragedy, are beginning as a society to see these uh, these uh, um, principles in a new way. There was an interesting comment by uh, Mark McGuire, the great baseball player, oh, yes, yeah. who said... Uh, <laughs> 70 he, home run, runs, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. And he's he suddenly saw his sport in a whole new way, mm-hmm. and uh, he saw it as an entertainment, but not as uh, something that um, stands in any uh, degree of importance compared to the enormity of this tragedy. And he spoke in a really refreshing way about um, that we have to keep things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I read an article in the New York Times about how this had affected the fashion industry, which I guess is getting ready to put on one of its biannual shows. People just lost their spirit for it. The article said, quoted a couple of people as saying, we, we're thinking about what we do and wondering what is the point. Certainly mm. people need clothing and they have a right to aspire to beauty and fashion, but to be so engrossed in it is mm. uh, no longer um, acceptable. Well, what, can, what can we do uh, well, to help? What can we do to help? That's a good question. One suggestion is for everyone who responds to the Great Invocation, which closes our program every week, to work with it in a new and more thoughtful way as a form of meditation. Because the Great Invocation, which will be sounded in a couple of minutes, invokes the power of God's love, the power of God's light, and the power of God's will to sustain and augment human will. Mm -hmm. We can't leave everything up to divinity. We must mobilize our will. But when we work with the great invocation, we also are appealing for and drawing into the world the power of divine will, love, and light. And surely that is more potent than any human evil. And it will help, using that great invocation, will help to sustain this uh, effort to bring more light and love into the world. And that's so very important so that the uh, 
the lives that were lost will not be lost in vain, mm-hmm. and that will be the greatest memorial that uh, we could ever erect, mm-hmm. I think, is to bring more light and love into the world. We can sound it in their memory. Right. Well, perhaps the thing to do with this monumental disaster is see if we can reach deep within the disaster and pull out something that perhaps is of great benefit to our thinking and perhaps uh, looking at life in a different way. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today, and you've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.